Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. This is me growing it long. That's what this is. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. wrong. Cut, the, cut those sideburns, Marty. Uh, <laughs> what sideburns? <laughs> cut those sideburns. That's a Simpsons reference, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. You really were on fire this week. Yeah. In terms of trade, <laughs> there was, trade town. There was a couple of trades. Yeah. And it, like, honestly, it, okay. Well, you, all right. We're in it. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're, we're talking about how the CF the CFHL this week had a lot of movement, uh, a lot of trades, a lot of action, if you will. Uh, but it was dominated by yours truly. And the only reason I decided to dominate, it's not like I was sitting there, oh, you know what? I got to dominate some trades there this weekend. That, like, it wasn't a conscious effort. What, honest to God, what started it was Mike. And it's, it's all your fault. You made one trade, um, and I kind of felt like, oh, that's a good move. I should, I should make some trades. I should shore it up and, and get better. And I should do that now because if not now, when? So it's your fault, Mike. You're welcome. I blame you. I'll take the blame. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the blame. I have no problem doing that. I can shoulder it. And I'm competing with you, right? Like we're, we're neck and neck here. Like you're only six points or five points what is ahead of me in terms of points four, which would separate us two. Otherwise our records are the same. Well, I mean, for, for me, I go into the week and you know, I make this trade with Scott, and I think I speak for all of us. Whenever we make these little deals, you know, we, we feel pretty good, and we're puffing our chest a little bit, made a big deal, shoring up some uh, some scoring, whatever the case may be. And, th- and, th- and then and then here comes Marty. You know, like t- two, trades per, two trades per damn day the rest of the week. Yeah. Like, nobody remembers my trade. What? What are you talking about? Kairou first, Kairou first rounder. What the hell's going on? What the hell? I got buried. But, I got buried fast. That was the real initial, That was the real reason I wanted to bury that news. <laughs> and you did. And you did. Yeah. But I will say you, you, you well, definitely I, did well. Definitely did well. Thank you. I tried. Well, I, I like as soon as that Kairu, as soon as we made that trade, I knew. Well, actually, as soon as we made that trade, I got a text from Marty right away. <laughs> here's yeah. here's who I want. Here's who I want. <laughs> it's true and it was like he went after he went after to begin with but um but then we just started talking around and made a couple of trades and i was like oh, oh this is gonna be fantastic <laughs> every time you two move i was wait i wasn't sure if joel was gonna jump into the mix or not i'll be honest he, he was joel was in the mix i and if i'm being open everybody was in the mix everybody got a piece of me yeah um i needed i i needed i needed to know what were what were my options what was realistic and i was shopping around stone like there was no tomorrow same thing with Tavares too like those were the two players i thought i was gonna losing i still have them <laughs> and i picked up some other stuff so I, I don't know what happened i was really thinking i was gonna let go of stone or Tavares, and that just did not i mean they're still available too like if anybody wants to trade with me again they're still there, so I'll uh, you know we can talk. You, if you, want. you know you know what, Marty? Since this is going to be your little <laughs> segment here for this week, why don't you go? Why don't you go? Why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know a little a little bit of the, uh, Actually, the trades that you did make? Maybe I should just mention because we didn't. Um, there's a third voice, <laughs> and that's Scott. 
It's true. We've sorry. We've got Scott McGregor. Yeah. This is all true. Hey, I don't know if you guys can tell, but there's that's not that's not Mike with like two different personalities. That's that's Mike and Scott. Scott is a person. This is true. Who uh, runs the the Royals yeah. and uh, made some changes. But anyways, thanks for coming on, Scott. Really appreciate it. And this is I've been looking forward to having this kind of conversation with you specifically for a while now. Well, thank you for having me. You've got a lot to live up to because Mike and I got into it last time. So like, you really <laughs> you really got a high bar. Hi, bar. I gotta step it up. Like top shelf, okay. top shelf. I, <laughs> I got no backhand, though. I'll be honest, but I can go. I can definitely go top shelf. Okay, so a few trades to speak of. Uh, so let's go over them. Brigands got two. This was the most recent one, I think, uh, where I got Tuka Rask. Okay. Yeah, I tried uh, to go smart. most recent. So I got Tuka Rask to from recent. none other than Scott McGregor himself, right here. I mean. Uh, it was a good trade. I, if you look at it, Eric Carlson and a fourth round entry in 24-25, you might think, well, geez, Marty gave out too much. But don't forget, Carlson is injured till at least mid-March. Uh, not many games left after that. Should he even come back? And if he does come back, you know, no guarantee he's healthy. But that wasn't the reason for the trade. The trade was the pick. Um, the, that was really the only thing that made sense. I had to drop a player, and I just said, Scott, do you want him? He said yes. So there you go. That's how that goes, guys. Um Sa when you put down Sasha, I was like, who the fuck is Sasha Barkov? But then I recognized Barkov. And I didn't know that they called him Sasha. Well, now you know. Well, okay, thanks. Knowing is half the battle. Yeah, you need to know that if you're, so if, I, if you're in a manager this guy, you got to know his name and what they call him. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, it, uh, I'm assuming that's like a Russian thing is because Alexander is also known as Sasha or something. Is that yes, what it is? I believe so. Okay, perfect. So, all right, so I got Barkov, and I gave up um, Odinger and Hartman, and now to the Bucks. So, and that was difficult because, honest to God, Odinger was in my future. I felt so comfortable having him as part of my goalie, going, goalie core going forward. He's going to be protected. Um, so losing him hurt, and I had high hopes for Hartman as well. But I had to get in on the Florida Florida's a good team to tap into. There's a lot of points being had there, so if you can get – the top guy, the cap, one of the top guys, sorry, Ubitro is obviously the top guy right now, but I can get Barkov, be very happy with that. Um, Samsonov, I picked up from the Pond Hogs for a second round entry, 25-26. That just made sense. I just got rid of Odinger, so might as well replace him with another one. <laughs> Same concept, too, actually. Both goalies are similar. Uh, Charlie McAvoy for Justin Falk in the second round pick. That was really, again, more about the second round entry than Justin Falk. But having McAvoy was a big deal for me. I had no defense. And yeah, and there's that trade um, between you guys. So yeah, that's where I was coming from. Sorry for kind of hogging the airways a little oh, bit there. but uh, like, like I say, I think you did really quite well in shoring up some of the areas that you may have wanted a little bit of insurance. And hey, look, for Barkoff, for Ottinger and Hartman's a pretty good, uh, pretty good price there. I, you know... I, I can see where maybe some folks would be a little bit shocked right away. But at the same time, I will say that Barkov does have a little bit of an injury history. When he plays, he scores, but he doesn't always get in an 82-game season either. So I'd say that was a pretty uh, pretty fair deal right there between both you and your uh, and your dad. Nice. Good. And I, I like the sneaky aspect of that trade too, because if you think about it, my dad was my dad ultimately, the Bucks, they needed another goalie. So, and knowing that he plays against Tom uh, three more times in the back end of the season, that helps him out, right? It helps him beat Tom, which helps all of us out because Tom's in the lead right now. So, in a sense, that's also that was the also the other reason I wanted to make that deal. I know, again, like maybe people think it's lopsided in the other direction, but I think 
this makes a lot of sense for my dad. I was surprised at the Barkov deal. And I was also surprised at the Samson. I think both of those were really, really good. I wanted yeah. Jake. I've tried a couple times this year, um, but goalies are hard. You know, you could, you yeah. could have, he could be amazing or you don't know. You don't know what you're getting with goalies for, for a long time. So I think That's Barkov uh, for, for uh, end of the year run. I think you needed to do that, if, you know, in response to Mike's trade in Cairo. And uh, I actually was with the one that I liked and I thought was pretty, um, I was a little surprised, but, but in a good way was a McAvoy oh. trade. I thought that was a, that was a good add on to be honest. Yeah. And it wasn't, he, the funny thing about that, he wasn't the first one I went after. He was, he would have been the third one I went after. And in fact, I had tried to get McAvoy several months ago and I had given up on the two other players I was trying to get. Then I was just sitting there going like, oh, you know what? McAvoy is available. All right. Let me just see if he still is willing to give him up. And I reached out and he's like, yep, no problem. Like Jay's, Jay's been very easy to deal with this year. Um, I don't know if either of you have had, uh, yeah, I think Mike, you had a trade with Jason or no? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. he's in a spot right now where the picks are so much more valuable to yeah. him than, than certain players on his squad or for that matter, yeah. anybody that he knows he's not going to be keeping. So, I mean, we, we all have our, our core players and we all have our, you know, basically we keep running with a, a 12 in our head throughout the year of who we're going to be keeping. Yeah. Sometimes guys pop in and out of there, but I mean, I'm sure Jay's had his for basically yeah. most of the year, like, like the rest of us. And it'll be interesting to see how it kind of goes the rest of the way here, because with the trade deadline kind of so late, I don't really think that we would necessarily mimic the trade deadline and really haven't obviously with the trades this week and, and uh, the prior week as well during the, uh, uh, the mid season. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how many more trades are kind of made here over the next little while, because like I say, the trade, the actual trade deadline in the NHL, I believe is March 21st. And there's games up yeah, to and including right. the end of April. So, uh, you know, I don't see our, our league necessarily mimicking the actual NHL so much this particular year. So it'll be interesting to see if there's anything else to be had out there or anybody's making one more, that kind of last little push. And, you know, we haven't, uh, I expect to maybe see a trade from Tom here. Yeah, over the next I, I know. Bit, but we'll see. He's- he he wants there's a couple of players that he is shopping around i'm not going to give anything away so but i know tom is looking at making some trades too so the thing is is right now we're looking at a guaranteed four but m- more likely a five team race with ryan um he's going to win this week so it's going to put him to within one game of my brother two games of you and i and three of tom um it, that's not that bad if he wins the next one and then you know some of us kind of shuffle around then he's one game closer that way right like it's a five-team race, which is insane because what's really frustrating about this is that I've got a really good chance this year, but so does the other four teams, and that pisses me off. Like, I'm finally going to get off the schneid and actually get a friggin' championship, and all you idiots had to go and have a really good season too. What's up with that? We've never had five teams in a wrestling. We've never had five Sorry teams in a running bud. before. It's never happened. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about this the other day, and... I think what's doing it, so take Tom out of the mix because his record's crazy this year. But the fact that you guys are all the same is, um, you know, nobody nobody can pull ahead. It seems like the team, you guys are so even. You've got an interesting mix of, I think Mike, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Mike's probably got the youngest of the of you, Joel, and um, <coughs> I'd you, say Joel, so, yeah. and uh, Marty. Like, I, I think he's got the youngest team. Um, which is 
to me is really yeah. interesting. Obviously, I've got a pretty young team, so I'm actually very curious how this uh, youth movement changes our league a little bit. But I think you're starting to see it. Like, I, Mike, be honest. Did you think you were you were going to be there this year, or how how where do you think you were going to be? Well, look, I mean, it, it's so hard to kind of put that way. I I guess the best way I can put it personally is. When I kind of made the switch and, and kind of said to myself, okay, I'm going to need a rebuild here. So you start accruing, you know, uh, you start obviously start looking at younger players and in, in particular picks. So what I found is that my picks for a little while ended up being exactly that. Like I would make those selections with those picks. But you get to this point where you're kind of teetering a little bit and what would happen i believe if i'm not mistaken a couple of entry drafts in a row i actually used my picks as currency to end up getting players if i'm not mistaken i gave i think i gave tom something like two first rounders for rantanen when rantanen still hadn't signed his contract yet and i pulled another i can't remember the other move but if i'm not mistaken i used those picks for something else other than the selection so i mean did I think it was going to turn around this quick? Probably not. But, I mean, as we all know here over the past two to three years, this league is definitely a, a young man's league. Like, you got kids that are coming in, you know, 19. Yeah, you have special kids coming in rated right at 18, getting into the league and doing damage. Matthews, those kind of guys, and Eichel, uh, McDavid, obviously. But... You've got these other picks that are coming in now, and, and it's still relatively early in the career, you know, like 20 years old coming into the league and actually doing damage, not playing on a third line or four, fourth line. So, I mean, that way, it certainly does turn quicker. So, I mean, I suppose through all that, what I'm saying is if you are going to make a full <coughs> rebuild, it's probably going to happen quicker. Like, it's not going to happen in one or two years in all reality. Like, it probably took a better part of five years here to kind of make this turn and be where I am right now, which, I mean, yes, I'm contending, but obviously there's a whole bunch of us that are right there. So would I say I'm at a point where I'm kind of in, in some shape or form dominating or have a strangled hold on that, that the, the league itself? No, not by any stretch of the means. Do I hope to get there? Obviously. I mean, I'd love to crush the rest of you, but I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is for right now. But um, no, it's, you know, it's, I, I actually think that what you're doing right now, Scott, as long, and we've talked about it before through text too. Uh, for me, all it is is patience now because you, you're making the right moves when it comes to draft picks, uh, whether you're, you're, you get acquiring them or using those for certain players. And I mean, you got a team right now, in my personal opinion, as soon as, you know, that two, three years comes around, you're going to kind of be right where we are right now, kind of getting in the mix, fighting for, uh, fighting for a championship. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I just think that our league is, there's going to be such a quick turnover anymore. I don't know, Marty, how do you feel about that, buddy? I, I think for as much as you've got, uh, yeah, the, there's so there's so much proof that you know it's a younger. We've talked about it all all season long. Like it, it's a younger man's. It's all, it is a younger man's game right now in the sense that you know the the youth can flourish and do so, take in so much uh, uh, responsibilities, ice time, uh, and do really really well with it really quickly. I I feel probably a lot quicker now than in most most other years, but. 
it's not to say that there isn't a plan. <laughs> I'm saying this because I'm trying to protect my team. My team's older and a lot of them are, you know, on the way out kind of thing. So, but there's still a place for them. So this is kind of a different strategy where you guys are going young and which is smart. <clears throat> Obviously you go young, you're better longer, right? It takes you a little bit longer to get there first, but once you're there, you're, you're established, right? I kind of went after the guaranteed established area which kind of shortens the window of what you can do with it but it puts it in about a five-year plan uh because like when i started this process was basically last year um and it was the idea again was to get 30 to mid like 30 to back end players that i will protect because i should get at least somewhere between uh two to five years with them <coughs> and right now everybody i have on my team i i assume they will be there for five years, if not longer. Um, Cause I am also aware that I do need to get younger. Like part of the reason why I went after Barkov as well is because he's young, he's 26. So that's more than five years, right? So I've got a couple of younger players mixed in with a couple of older veterans, like Pavelski. I'm not like, Pavelski is a great player this year, but I, this is a bit much, right? Like nobody, nobody saw Pavelski getting, uh, what is that 48 and 40 right now? Something like that. Like he's just tearing it up. Oh yeah, um, and yeah, he played well last year, but I think he landed at just one point shy of a point a game. This is this is above that. Like this is one point three or one point four, whatever it is. Anyways, so what I'm getting at is I tried to find a win now, but with your plan, Mike and Scott, where you you do go young, and <clears throat> it, it's similar to I think kind of to what Tom does, or Tom has just drafted really well. I, I it's my memory's not great with how Tom drafted. Uh, please forgive me for that. But um, I don't recall him necessarily drafting young and developing and waiting and that kind of thing. I do I do feel like he's kind of more of the approach of what I'm talking about, where you pick up some established players and you hold on to them for as long as you want and then pick up assets as you go and that kind of thing. So Tom's sort of in that strategy, which is kind of where I am too. I think that's like, that's also like, that's the nature of being a top team. Like you have to change your strategy a little bit because now you're picking lower. So, you know, you're yeah. not necessarily getting the, you know, the, 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 the top end draft picks at the beginning because you don't really need them. I mean, no, the, exactly. the nice thing is our like farm system allows you to stash a couple of those guys away. And, yeah. uh, but, but you usually end up with like the, the surprise one for me this year, again, I look back at it. I'm like, why, why was I surprised? Like that's, <laughs> We're all we're all stupid. Was Ovechkin? Oh, <laughs> he went, but he did not go as early as anybody would imagine, given his points this year. Like at the time, we were all like, "Man, this can't keep going on, right?" Like, and then and then he comes out, and you're like, "Oh no, no, Ovechkin is <laughs> the best." <laughs> yeah. He's definitely filled in some gaps this year, but um, I, he's hit a bit of a. Uh, this is a. I mean, this is a nice luxury to be able to say he has hit a bit of a slump lately. Um, but he, like, I think there's no points in the last three games. But I mean, he's obviously he's proven time and time again that he's money in the bank. He's good. I mean, the <laughs> other nice thing about our pool, in in regards to you know any kind of a rebuild or if you're trying to restock for that matter, the difference about our league is we're only eight teams, right? So normally. In a lot of these leagues, it's a twelve-team league, so you're you're able to you're able to get a higher quality player on, on a quicker turnaround. So, I mean, 
guys like like Scott or or Jason are obviously going to scratch and claw for the first rounders because you know they want to make sh- uh, sure as much yeah. as possible that they're getting an impact player. Where to where to a certain extent, you know, someone like myself, I'm I'm I never like to give up a first rounder. I had this conversation with Jay through Texas week. Nobody, no, I don't think anybody ever likes to give up a first rounder. Period. It doesn't matter how how which, whichever way you do it. And I mean, even when with my uh, trade with Scott, didn't want to do it. But at the same time, you're kind of saying yourself, and, and I and I think I know where Scott was coming from as well. I mean, not just the first rounder, but yes, Kyber's a great player. He Scott has a hole in a first round a couple of years down the road. He wants to shore it up. Yes, Kyrie would be a great player for him, but let's fast forward, let's say, two to three years. Now Kyrie's 26 years old, where most of Scott's team, let's say, is in that window of 21-ish to 24-ish, maybe 25. So there's this kind of four-year window where everybody's coming up at the same time, right? So does Kyrie necessarily fit with him at that point? Fits great right now, absolutely. But, I mean, other than putting up points for him every week. The great thing about that too is that when you do a trade like that in, in exactly how Mike is describing it is that in that by the time Kairu is there and you're ready to take on whatever that replacement is, you've got basically a, a guarantee of the same type of player because it's a first round pick. So whatever Kairu is at that time, you're going to get a Kairu type yeah. of player. The, what the hope is is that you get something better because there's a potential because it's first round and you could get younger as well. So there's the chance of you doubling up even more so than with what Kyrie. It, it goes fine either way. Either you don't do it or you do do it. Either way, you're looking at it. It was that's why it's a fair trade. That's why there's good yeah. there's good value with that. Well, and the so, other the other bit of my thinking was, you know, I I have a pretty good sense of who my keepers are right now, obviously, and this yeah. would have knocked out one of the keepers that I had, and I was like, hmm. Do I really want to, who is that person? And so I, yeah. I think I went with people who okay. I think have a higher ceiling. Only time will tell. Um, Kyra is awesome. I, but at the, t- like you said, I needed to fill up a hole. Cause when I took up this, took over this team, I had, I don't know, yeah. like I was saying to Mike, I don't know who are you, was it you? I was talking to you, Marty. Was and Marty. I was like, I don't know yeah. who. <laughs> who uh joel traded away but he has so many in my picks it's ridiculous and this is before this is before i got the team i'm like what who did you trade away like because you still have mcdavid so it couldn't have been me you know what i mean like it was crazy but yeah um no i i'm uh i'm pretty stoked with my team i thought all those trades and to be honest my goal going into the mid-season was exactly what just happened. I wanted to get a few players who I could get some trades and, and try to make up some picks because, you know, I know yeah. I'm not going to win. I definitely want to be a little, I want to play a little spoiler for you guys. Um, yeah. make, potentially make some bumps in the that. road. Yeah. Last week yeah, I did. That's it. good. Um, but yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you've got, like you've got a really nice looking team right now on paper. Like there's so much promise and there's already skill there. So uh, honestly, I think also your goaltending is, uh, it's very, very good. I, I, I don't know. I really like what you've done with your goaltending. I think there's a lot of promise there and you just need a little bit of time, but yeah, you've done a good job. Thanks buddy. Yeah. Thanks, so, stuff, <clears throat> all right. Enough pumping of our tires. <laughs> um, 
How about we? Uh, all right. So now we're gonna shift to along the boards. Or did you? Was there more, Mike? Did you want to talk more about the league? Oh, you know what? Okay. I think I think okay. I think we're good. We can move so, on. So along the boards. Um, but I think we're gonna start with kind of a something that we might end up doing more than once. Should Scott ever come back? Um, he's come. This this is the second time, so it seems pretty good. So it seems logical that maybe we'll start a segment with Scott, and we're gonna call it uh, the Smarten Up Line. Now, Scott, do you can you recall the history of the title? So, yeah, for sure. But you, if I, this is the way I remember it. Um, yeah. I, Marty and I were watching a, I, I can't remember who was playing. I want to say it was the Leafs and, and Sens. Uh, we were, yeah, something like that. We were in Ottawa at a, at a, a person we knew. We, we were at her house with a bunch of people and we were watching this game and Marty and I were just yelling at the TV. And it was actually the first time we, we, we actually thought of doing like a show. This is before like podcasts were really a thing. <laughs> That's true. Um, and we were like, oh, we should do a, do a show. And we so we came up with this idea called the Smarten Up line. And really what it is, is there should be a direct line to the bench, just a direct line to the bench. You can call them up and just be like, listen, guys, like, you got to smarten up. Here's where here's where it needs to happen. Just as a fan, <laughs> just a direct line. You know, you get the coach. To the you bench. get the coach. You know, <laughs> give me give me Kachuk. I got to talk. Listen, to him. smarten the hell up. That's enough. <laughs> so, so we've always <laughs> laughed about this smarten up line, and uh, you know, it's not a panic button. It's a listen. No, you're better than this. It's easy. Just smarten smarten up. So just. Smart yeah. up. There's something better coming if you yes, smart up. Yes, it's not a. We still have faith in you, but you better better get it together. So, yeah. um, I I decided to bring it to the table this week, and I've got I've got three to choose from. So, number one is is pretty close to my uh, heart because I have them. Is Jacob Ch- Chickering, mm-hmm. and I am like this is the worst year he has ever had. Now, yeah, now, the kind ki- like. I was so close. I protected him last year. I was so close to taking, uh, letting him go, but he had such like yeah. with our rule change and his goals over the last two years were really great. This year yeah. is, I think he has like one of the league league's worst in regards to uh, points, which is just crazy town. He only has like eight points and he's like a solid minus 31. <laughs> like, but Wow. So so this guy needs to smart body. Now, my hope here is that he gets traded. There's so much talk around Chickering getting traded. And and the three teams that I've heard, which would be amazing for me if if they move him, be so the Leafs got into the mix, apparently. I don't know how they would pull that off because he's got a 4.6 million salary. So it's going to be tough to get, like, they have no room. But the other two that yeah. I'm really liking were the Rangers and the Panthers rumored around that, around that world. So, you know, both of those guys to me, yeah. if, if, uh, if, if he moves over there, I, I guarantee a smarten up is coming automatically. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That in, in New York, I, I struggle a little bit as to which line does he fit in? Um, but it's not it's not to suggest that he couldn't they couldn't figure it out and it would and it would work out and everything would be fine. So imagine um, but yeah, he's a bit of a dis- Imagine Fox and Chickering. Wait, I can see him in crazy town. Yeah. And I can see him in Florida. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I, I think I see him as a little bit of a better fit in Florida. I mean, 
offensively, you've got Fox taking care of everything mm-hmm. in New York, right? And I, not that Ekblad is is any kind of a bad player. Actually, I've got him in one of my pools, and he's been quite productive. But I just think that maybe that might be a better fit in Florida. But I mean, at the end of the day, two two great teams, right? So I'm pretty sure they can make it fit somehow or some way if it was to come down to it. Yeah, actually, you know, in Florida, you could you could substitute him for Gudas, which like. I feel bad saying that because I actually like the thing is I like everybody in Florida. Their whole team is is well done. Like it's there's a there's a place for every player and it's and it's really good. But <clears throat> I'm not sure you could take like if you had an opportunity for Florida to to jump on 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 a player like Chitron, well then you kind of have well, to. I think so. I think what would happen or? with him is uh, like uh, Gudis would move down to that kind of third pairing, and then you'd have like almost like a one-two punch Ekblad and and uh chagrin and you also got yeah. mackenzie Weger, who's been having a having a pretty good pretty good run of it this year it would end up being a pretty deep defense down there in florida yeah you know what's, you know what's funny too we're talking <laughs> this is funny <clears throat> we're talking about chitron leaving arizona going to florida joining the second line in florida right <clears throat> he'd be going up from the third to the second <clears throat> line from arizona to florida how in the hell does that make any sense? I, I don't like that. Is, what is up with Arizona putting him on a third line? What is happening in, in Arizona is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> a little bit. And it's not representative of a professional sports team, sports league. They're literally thinking of playing in a 5,000 person stadium. Like, and they probably can't fill that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's absolutely. Uh, it, it's this is not a prof- that's not a professional hockey league move or professional sports team plain, move. Plain and simple, I, I and I have no idea why Getman uh, Getman why Batman is trying <laughs> is trying to save this franchise, but it needs to be in Quebec. I'm sorry, like it just the the, the city's ready. They've talked to them on numerous occasions. Recently, they did it again, and. You know the league keeps telling him, you know, thanks a lot for the interest, but you know we're not in, we're not in any situation to give you a team in any way, shape, or form. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, really, really, you don't have a team. You don't have a team. How is this team better? There. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't have a team out there that could do that much better. And guys, we both know they'd sell that place out. I mean, aside from the fact that there's a pandemic and there's restrictions right now, but they they they'd fill that barn in. And then you'd have another uh, rivalry in the uh, province of Quebec. And I mean, you and I both know, or the three of us know what that would end up being. It's just a cash cow. I 100% agree. I think um, I I can't figure the only, I was thinking about this yesterday. The only reason I think maybe they keep them and I, I why they're trying to save them in Arizona is I think there's a little bit of that. Um, maybe I'm wrong. But the Austin Matthews effect, where like I think they've got a bit of a program, yeah, like a youth program yeah. movement going yeah. on in Arizona, and so I think they're trying to stoke that. And you know, if you want to, but like, how long can you possibly? <clears throat> That's like, the thing. Like, when you go through so many years of this, and you start adding up the lost revenue, because it is at the end of the day, it is lost revenue when you have something you can compare to in Quebec. Quebec's arena is an eighteen thousand arena. You're not even coming. Cl- you're, what what is their average? It has to be in the what eight thousand range per per game. <clears throat> The Quebec Arena 
can hold 18,000. They'll sell it every night. That's 18,000 every single game. So that so you take your 18, your 8, so that's 10,000 every game missed. And how many seasons has this been going on? It gets to a point where that's too much that's too much revenue to ignore. Like I, I then I understand the the push of like, you know, it's an established place, it it has roots and we can do something with it. But again, at some point you have to wonder why are you holding on to it for this long? And the only thing I can come up with is that he would rather move it to another American city so long as he has that American city. He, that's what he plans on doing. But I don't think he has that American city coming up. Seattle was a result of – that was expansion, right? They didn't take over another team. So in terms of a, a relocation, when was the last time we saw a relocation? Atlanta, which been, ended up coming uh, back Atlanta, to Winnipeg. Ad, Atlanta <laughs> yeah. to Winnipeg, yep. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, it's not working out for him. He keeps failing at this kind of stuff. Um, taking something away from Canada just proves that you can't do that. This league runs on Canadian hockey fans. I'm not saying we're the only ones in the world, but I'm saying the, 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 the kind of push you get from Canadian fans. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to make, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but Canadian hockey fans (laughs) are very (laughs) passionate, enthusiastic and money in the bank when it comes to hockey. Um, so yeah. put one in Quebec. As long as you, as long as you put the arena in the city, <coughs> Ottawa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. All right. So yes. Sorry, it's not even built yet, right? No, no. They're gonna build. They're looking to build the arena, and I think like they're looking to play at like ASU or something like this. Like it's a five thousand seat stadium it's like yeah. remember when ottawa used to play at the the whatever that place is called civic center yeah civic yeah it, oh, which was right. just like yeah <laughs> like the camera would pan around and you could see like a whole hot dog stand back there and you're like what the heck is this place <laughs> um literally <laughs> underneath NHL, the stands of a football <laughs> stadium um but yeah my last one and i'll be super brief this is Again, if the All-Star game couldn't get any more ridiculous and worse, their their main their their main uh, act or celebrity entertainment is going to be Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know if oh, anybody yeah. is a fan of Machine Gun Kelly, but I can tell you that I am not. <laughs> a hard no. I <clears throat> believe. I believe. I believe oh, douchebag would be appropriate in this. Oh uh, my episode. god! And I'm like, what is? I'll be honest. Like, all I know about him um, is uh, he was in the movie, played Tommy Lee. Yep, this is true. Uh, that was actually kind of the first time I got introduced to him in that regard. Uh, didn't realize he was alive until then. And then now, yeah, he's, he does music. I don't think I've heard. I probably have to hear it kind of thing. I'm not listening to it, but uh, he pollutes yeah. all of but why he's polluting all of my social media and I hate it. <laughs> so over here you have at the Super Bowl, you have Dre and Eminem yeah. and you know, oh, Kendrick Lamar oh, oh, man. and we get and oh. machine gun Kelly. So Mary J. Blige. just smarten up. Yeah. Let's let that's all. That's all I, I have to say. That's a full smart. That's yeah. a smarten up. <laughs> Good call. I find that picking an act for a hockey uh, All Star Weekend is it is actually very difficult. When was the last time you saw them nail it? I I like. I mean, I don't pay much attention to who the act is, anyways. But outside of Great Big C, I don't know who could actually nail a, an NHL All Star like halftime show. 
For me, it's Great Big C. That's it. I don't know why. And I think that'd be the, whoops, that'd be the only one. That's a good choice. They got some good tunes. I would take, I would take uh, the Wiggles over the MGK. Wiggles. They so. got some solid. Did you hear their unplugged stuff? Very good. <laughs> wow. Very good. Really, really good jock dance. Really good jock dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> All right. So one thing that Mike and I did want to do this week, we actually kind of want to take a little bit of time to go over our, oh my goodness, our crazy predictions that we did at the beginning of the year. Because oh, these yeah. are bordering on, why do you have a podcast? <laughs> they're hey, not not the greatest not the greatest they're moments, they're, they're called I mean. bold predictions for a reason right like you go outside the box a little bit i mean some of them are maybe a little bit on a safer side but we, you, not, know, you stuck your neck these out. ones you stuck your neck out there you, no, you stuck no. your neck out there that's for sure yeah uh you took uh, i'll say you took more of a safety approach than i did um and i think so yes and that backfired so just goes to show you, folks, we shouldn't be making bets, <laughs> but yet we're in a fantasy league. <laughs> uh, Mike's at least won it. I've never won it. So, <clears throat> so anyways, That's so right. do you want to do yours first? Sure, man. I'll give it a go. All right. So okay. if we, uh, if you remember in episode two, folks, we, uh, like Marty was saying, we made our bold predictions. We, we each made three of them. Um, the three that I had were Calgary winning the Western Conference. Ovechkin scoring 65 goals this year. And it's kind of like my little baby almost, I think. <laughs> if you've been listening to the episodes, I like it. I, I, I still feel like there's an outside chance, but we'll get into it in a second. So first and foremost, <laughs> Calgary winning the Western Conference. Uh, they do have the 11th ranked power play at the current moment. So, you know, when it comes to uh, any kind of man advantage in the playoffs, it uh, it's obviously a big thing when it does come to the playoffs. And they're in the, uh, they're in the top half. So, you know, just outside the top 10, which is good. Um, what I do like that accompanies that is that they are the fourth ranked power uh, penalty kill in the league. So it kind of balances things out quite nicely. And of course, I believe defense wins championships, so uh, you're definitely heading in the right direction. Of course there. you would. Of course I do. Of course I do. Uh, <laughs> the line of Goudreau, Kachuk, and Lindholm. I don't think I need to say too too much uh, in regards to that. Uh, Goudreau is definitely uh, thriving underneath Sutter, uh, and they are definitely playing yeah. as a first line should for sh- for sure. Uh, the thing that really jumped <clears> off the page <throat> for me now, because of the uh, difference in games, boys. I uh, when I did kind of tabulate some of these things. I went with certain uh, categories. So uh, Calgary having the second-ranked defense league-wide is through goals against per games played, and they're at 2.48. So again, defensively stout team, which I mentioned of at the start. I mentioned at the start of the yeah. year, great goaltending. They've got a great backup in Dan Vladar, giving uh, Markstrom some uh, rest yeah. when he does need it. Um, this, this is definitely the prediction that I feel the most confident about. And, uh, I still believe that the flames have as good a chance as anybody of coming out of the West. So, uh, I'm going to be sticking with that one. They don't, their, their secondary scoring isn't as deep as you would like to see it, especially not at this no. stage in the season. Cause you kind of assume you, you know, where you're, what you're getting now at this point, but <clears throat> it is spread out somewhat nicely amongst the top players on that team. So, and you do have like you've already got two twenty gold scores, so there's there's nothing to sneeze at there. There's there's a lot to be uh, considered to be dangerous, um, but you know players like Monahan who fell off uh, out of favors pretty quickly with Sutter. And again, I I'm going to stick to my prediction that they've 
been holding on to him as trade bait. At some point, they will be pulling the trigger, and I think they'll get something in return that they feel better with because he's not really giving them anything. <laughs> like, there's no real depth there. You can find another player like him playing the way in that system uh, and and basically doing the same thing. So, But overall, very strong team, obviously, and I don't like You them. know what? I think um, my take is... <clears throat> I think the Kings and the and the Ducks are a little bit. They're going to come down. I think they're going to even out a bit, and that's where I think Calgary. I think that Calgary is better than the Ducks and the Kings. Myself, and and I think the Ducks and the Kings will start to come down to earth a little bit here in the second half, and that's where I think guys like, you know, the leadership on. Calgary is really good to play. I think I watched that game last night. Markstrom looked good. Uh, Kachuk is flying. Yeah. Like Kachuk, Kachuk looks awesome. In, in, quiet too. Wow. This year, you, usually, yeah. usually he's jumped into the bench by now, and we got nothing. He's, <laughs> he's, he's been quiet and just make getting points, and which is good. I think that's what you need if if you're Calgary. Yeah. That's what you want to I mean, see. You're just set up for playoff hockey. I think you know, especially with the coach and the system that they employ. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how it kind of plays out the rest of the way. They but, are. Uh, I mean, moving on yeah. to the next one here, boys. Ovechkin scores sixty five. Uh, at the end of the day, guys, this will simply not happen. He he would. He would need to go off for if I if I calculated it right, thirty six goals in his last thirty seven games. He's good, but he's not that good. Okay, like I mean, he he's still he's still thirty six years old, and you got to figure that the Caps are going to give him a little bit of rest as we get kind of get to the end of the season. He may take a game off here or there, but uh, hey, listen. Uh, having said all of that, the guy is on pace for a fifty two goal season at thirty six years old. So you know what? He doesn't hit the 65. It doesn't. Uh, my prediction does not come to fruition. But uh, would it would a hell of a year for a 36 year old winger? Uh, you know, another 52 goals on his march to uh, to Gretzky's total. So, uh, you know, tip of the cap yeah. to him, and uh, we'll see, we'll see what he can, can what he can continue to do uh, in the coming years here with this contract. Listen, he came out with enough uh, momentum that you. It made sense. The prediction made sense. Like you would understand why you do that. Because again, a concept, right? It's it's still crazy predictions. So as far, as crazy predictions go, that wasn't necessarily the craziest thing you could have said. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, here's here's a question for you, boys. Ovechkin, but at the end of the season, does he lead the goal goal race? Oh, this season? No, 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 he doesn't. Interesting. I'm gonna. He's... I'm going to put my hand down and say he does. I think he wins a goal. I think he wins with the most goals this year. Morris Richard. Yeah. Nice. I think I nice. think he comes away with it. If he stays on pace for what he is now, he's got 52. So, I mean, if he kicks that up a notch anywhere here yeah. or there, you know, you start talking about 56, 57, that's, that's definitely, that could be a winner right there for sure. I mean, the 52 alone, I suppose. I, do it. I honestly feel Kreider is just going to step in and, and disrupt everything and i think that's what's going on i get the sense matthews could be there at the end of it as much as i hate to say it i i want i wonder true. if that's I true mean, he can he can do it and he's fairly consistent obviously but when he gets it going in bunches though eh? like i mean i don't know I, I still think he has an outside shot of doing it but 
maybe he was a little too far back at the start of the year there. So we'll see. He he will keep things interesting. You know, 25 and 37 is still, you know, lots of goals, uh, even though he's not like he's not going to get those games back. He missed because of injuries. So that that's it is what it is. To say that he'll end up leading the league, I, I don't think so. But I do think he he will be in the top three just because he is that good and his streaks are I'm, that uh, good. So um, I can't join yeah. in this conversation because I am fully allergic to pumping Austin Matthews tires. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't Bre- do it. Breaks and hives. I've okay, seen it happen. Okay, folks. I get what you're saying. Oh, little, I can't. Little senator yeah. hives. Move it along. Move it along. I can't. I can't handle okay. it. All right. <laughs> um. Okay, you know what though? Sorry, is that? Is that all three? I got one more. No, no, it's not. I got one more for you. It'll be it'll be quick. It'll be quick because I pretty much know the answer already. No, it's not. (laughs) The Islanders are going to come out of the East, baby. Now, there's still hope between you, me, and the fence post. I seriously doubt that this is going to happen. Podcast. Although, although they do have a number of games in hand. If you go into the standing, and, and Marty, oh, yeah. we looked at it last week, and if you go and look at the, the top eight, oh. and, and you, you kind of say uh-huh. to yourself, okay, well, can they get in as the fifth team in the Metro and beat out one of the teams in the Atlantic? And then you go and look right now, and if I'm not mistaken, fourth place is Boston at 53. So there's quite a gap right now for them to be able to to be able to catch up. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if these guys, <laughs> if these guys don't make it, which it certainly looks like it's going to be tough to do, it will be. It, Did you just say if these guys don't make it? It'll be because of, uh, it'll Mike. be because of an anemic offense if they don't it make go. it. Now, what I will say, and what I will give them credit for, <laughs> is the Islander. The That's Islanders true. do have the fifth ranked defense in the league, so they're they Shocking. are they they are there. <laughs> they're there uh, for playoff hockey, but they're just yeah, not scoring enough. So there you go. They're like at a minus eleven goal differential right now. <laughs> yeah. I. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough to make. It's tough to come out of the East, which is a is there even to begin is with. There, it, oh, exactly. That's what we're saying. Yeah. And there's is there even a rumor out there that there's going to be a trade or something to get excited about? Because you're not getting it in that locker room. Like it ain't coming out. That's they've shown who they are this year. 86 goals in 36 games. Like again, I understand. That's fine. There's got some games in hand. But whatever. You're winning them like to what one nothing max or. Like you're just not scoring anything. You don't have anyone reliable right now on that team. So, say if you need Mike. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. Okay, it's okay. I, I, I gotta, I gotta do. I, I, I got a worse I one. Mine's worse. <laughs> you know, mine's worse. You know the ones I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, I got you, bud. I got you. Do I start with that one too? Probably should. I think so. That is, that's probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever said in my life. You know, rip More... off the band-aid. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. More proof that I should not be making bets on my hockey predictions, folks. And that if you're smart, you'll listen to what I say and do the exact opposite. Colorado will definitely make the playoffs this year. I predicted that they would miss the playoffs. And then some ridiculous ramble about not uh, winning more than three games or something. <laughs> like, just the entire thing. Huge mistake. Huge. It, it, there hasn't even been a... S- the old the old 18... What's that? The 18-wheeler <laughs> has fallen off, buddy. The 18-wheeler has fallen with off the cliff. The 18, I didn't even realize it wasn't even an 18-wheeler. It was a six-wheeler. I just... Someone painted wheels on it and made me think it was pretty. This is such a <laughs> stupid thing to say. And yet I went off for like three minutes on like Colorado not doing well this year. But And I believe that was all they needed because it was right after that their season turned around, which was like what? like in This was a week three prediction? 
Like I wrote them off in week three. Yeah, uh, week two. Oh, it was week two. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> That's better. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. Anyways, they'll be fine. Colorado's fine. I, at, this, at the beginning, it's because I really didn't have any faith in their goalies. And I, I don't think they necessarily got that figured out for a while. They're they're there now, I think. I don't think uh, Kumper is going to get worse. I think he's only been getting better. Uh, even Frank Hoos had himself a shutout recently. So they're fine. Like, Makar is next level. Uh, McKinnon, if he can stop hitting himself in the face with his stick, he'll be fine. <laughs> he's coming back in a couple days. Um, you know, Kadri having the season that he's having is amazing. Devin Taze is another one, too. Like, he's a guaranteed point of game, uh, solid on the back end. Samuel Gerrard's there, too. Like... This team is just loaded. Burakovsky is another one who's been playing very well this year. Like, it's just, I don't know what I was thinking. It was all wrong. I'm so sorry, Sack. They, um, I mean, they've got the second best goal differential in the league. They just destroy, they roll over teams. It's awesome. Um, yeah. They're, fond of, they're really fond predictions. Of, yeah, predictions. <laughs> um, maybe they didn't listen to that episode. Who knows? That's what I'm thinking. Or they heard it and they used like, it as oh. like, you know, let's fuel everybody. Marty doesn't think we're going to do pitch. anything. Let's prove him wrong. There's a picture of me in the party board. <laughs> 100%. That's what we mean to the league for sure. That's happening. Only eight I losses. I sleep happy with that thought. That's crazy. Like, that's one of the things that I love about you get to this time of year and you look at the, like the stats and like, yeah. Eight losses, forty-two games. That's eight losses. That's a solid you, hockey team. Do that. That's a solid hockey team. <laughs> dominating. They're dominant. They're completely dominating teams yeah. right now. So, I mean, them in Florida right now are, in some oh. cases, toying with some of these. So teams Florida's now. got three games in hand. They have sixty-seven points, uh, and Colorado's got sixty-five. So, assuming they're going to win those three games. That's another six points. They're at 71, and Florida's at 67. We did our thing last week where I talked about Florida. And we did talk – sorry, we did a, <clears throat> the top – clear in episode 12. Go listen to it. We'll wait. Uh, in, in that one, we talked about the top eight teams in the East. Uh, so we didn't get to the, to the West, where Colorado – because I only talked about Carolina and Florida and a little bit of Tampa as being like the best teams to contend with. Well, Colorado is – so incredibly part of that conversation they're in the same tier as what florida's been doing scoring in large bunches out of nowhere um they even have i would say a similar goaltending situation as well i don't know what would you say is it florida does florida have a bit of an edge because it's bobrovsky or does colorado have a bit of an edge because it's kumper and francus i don't know i i gotta think off the off top of my head i'd go with bobrovsky i mean we know that he's had, you know, great years and then he's had not so great years. So, I mean, there is that. Uh, the thing, I, I think for Colorado, the only thing is that Kemper does have such an injury history and he's been injured yeah. again this year. Uh, Francis has played extremely well uh, recently as the backup and, you know, probably stole a game here, or a game there over the last little bit. So, I mean, it, it is pretty close. But I think I kind of give it a little bit to Florida just because they've got that game-breaking goaltender, right? Yeah. I, and we've talked about yeah. that. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. Well, no, no. I was, I was like, going to agree 100% with you. I think, like, Bobrovsky, would I want him long-term? I would get a little nervous. However, he's, he's standing on his head. The team is scoring goals. Like, he just has to be – 
he doesn't even have to be great. Yeah. He just has to be good. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he's and, got great and so, numbers and this year at 921, 251. Like, he, that's the thing. 100%. So, <clears throat> like, so I, to me, like, you know, <laughs> Babrowski, get in my office. Like, he is, <laughs> he is on fire. Um, his team is, is everything. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in the playoffs because that's going to be a fun one. And, you know, hopefully Bobrovsky can keep going on it. Um, I, I've always liked them. I, uh, so we'll see what happens here. Yeah. So it, it, it's a bit of a mistake to not have Colorado um, in a different tier at the beginning of the season. My bad. And I, I apologize. Cause I was, again, we're all allowed to have huge colossal mistakes that lots of people can hear all at once. And it's saved for posterity. We're all allowed to have that. So there you go. I have mine. <laughs> it was it was a bold prediction. It was a bold I'd prediction. I lean on the side so. of stupid. But anyways, moving right along. Um, <clears throat> another one is St. Louis. Now, St. Louis, is, I feel pretty good about this one, but it, it's kind of unfair if, that if I don't unpack it completely and let you know that I, I had said that St. Louis was was going to be a, a cup favorite. I'm not convinced they're really a cup favorite still, or ever <laughs> was, other than in my mind. Um, but... At the very least, I know I was wrong about Bennington, and that's very obvious. I said Bennington was going to be in there, and it was, I said that St. Louis is going to do very well, and it's going to be because of Bennington, because he was going to have a Vezina-like season, and he is not. <laughs> he has essentially, not only has he not done that, he has seceded the number one job to a backup goalie, who <laughs> thankfully I have, so I'm fine. Well, with man, this highlights what I was saying earlier, like goaltending is so tough you have yeah. a top tier which is like like three three players yeah. maybe even just two um and then everybody else is like obviously you have a big chunk in the middle and those guys like like i did not expect jari to be this good this year wow and he's on fire yeah um you know like all of the even markstrom for that matter you know given what went down last yeah. year i was like mm, i don't know but like it's it's probably one of the hardest, or you know, the one that actually surprised me the most is uh, is Frederick Anderson. Oh, like, man, I don't know how you, I don't know how you like. I can't imagine trying to draft goals in this league, like in a real, in really, like, yeah, the real teams drafting. I can't imagine. I agree. And you know, it. I, I, I like the makeup of the Blues, but man, that 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 goaltending situation is yeah so you know you would have liked to see him and i'm not a blue fan so i'm not but you would have liked to see biddington do like three years of really good yeah, hockey because yeah. some of those guys are getting old on st louis they're going to be yes. moving on soon yeah. so well i know. mean marty and i think oh go, go ahead, ahead mike i was going to say that marty and i were talking about a little bit before the show and I think where the big conundrum is going to be here is, okay, so you've got Huso who's playing lights out right now. He's got a great save percentage, great goals against average. I think it's under two. Um, and then, you know, you're sitting there with Bennington. The only issue is, is that, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, unless Bennington gets traded, which is highly unlikely because of the contract that he just signed, you almost have to follow the money. So they're going to give Bennington a leash here at some point to win this job back. It's unfortunate because... Let's call it what it is. I mean, Huso's running with this. He, he's playing extremely well. Bennington, and it hasn't even been like, you know, a two or three. Like, this is now about six, seven, eight games now, uh, potentially even more, where Bennington, and, and, you know, for those 
for those not in fantasy hockey, I mean, there's a thing called quality starts for goaltenders. And Bennington has not had one of those in quite some time. And when I'm talking quite some time, I'm talking yeah. about weeks. So, it, I mean, Huso is definitely outplaying him, and it's starting to become a larger sample size. But how are the Blues and Doug Armstrong going to sit there and put a six times six million dollar goaltender. See, that's on the, the bench. thing. You're not going to do that. There's an opportunity coming up right now that I'm monitoring because I have Huso. That I know this is the window they need to help Bennington. So what's going to happen is that they're going to go into the All Star bit of an All Star break. There's going to be a bit of a law. And when they come out of that, they've essentially got like two games um, in like seven days or something like that. It's New Jersey and Chicago. Two very winnable games for them. So what will yeah. happen is 100% when they come out of the break, Bennington's starting that game against New Jersey because that's an easy one. It's, sorry, it's not necessarily that it's an easy one. No offense, New Jersey, but right now St. Louis is a better team. He actually has been trending in a different direction. So, But that's what I'm getting at. He can find his game against a team like that after a break, right? So get the do something, shake your head, work a little bit harder with the goaltender coach in that time because you've got the time to do it. Then come out of that. Get that win. No matter what happens, Huso starts the second game because you don't want to tap into what he's earned. You don't want to ruin what Huso's earned. So in his mind, he's like, look, I've played very well. I deserve to start both these games. But if I can't, at least give me one. Like You don't want to go back-to-back with Bennington after that. You're sending the wrong message to Huso. So Huso gets the second game. They'll win that one too because they're playing against Chicago. And then now St. Louis is like, you know what? Okay, we know both these goalies are sort of back on track now. Let's reset. Let's restart. Bennington's going to get a stretch of goals or a, sorry, a stretch of games to try and get him back to where he needs to be or to see if that's that was really all he needed was a bit of a break. And if he comes out of that uh, swinging, it, the, the job's back to back to being his completely. And Huso will, which is fine. That's that's what you want, especially as a St. Louis fan. I mean, depending on how they want to play it, right? I mean, Huso can end up being some that trade too, bait yeah. down the line here too. So it's a big contract. Seeing as, so, seeing as they are so invested, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're so invested yeah. in Binnington, right? So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out in the end. But I mean, for for the Blues themselves and the organization themselves, uh, yeah. they got to be pretty pleased that uh, you know, even with Binnington having a rough spell here, yeah, Huso's really came in and and that's and right. They haven't missed a step, so it's really good. Uh, but you know. My prediction was that they would be Stanley Cup favorites. And again, I, I don't think they're Stanley Cup favorites. Great team all around. It could, they could. They could. They could make it very far. Absolutely. They've got um, the history. They've got the pedigree. They've got the talent. they got it all. Um, but I just you don't can, see it. You can never rule out a team that has strong success in the playoffs. Those guys know what it takes. Brand new game once you get yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know. I don't. I think. I think your prediction. I don't know about favorites, but they're exactly. definitely going to put up a fight. Uh, they're absolutely contender status yeah. for sure. They, and they're going to be. They're going to have a good matching if they continue to hold on to the position they have right now. Like they're going to be facing off against one of the weaker teams because they're a higher seed. So, you know, uh, round two should be not easily, but if you're going to map it out, this is the path that you want to take, right? The path of the theoretically the least resistance. So you, you keep going. All of a sudden, St. Louis might be in the Western Conference pretty fast, and then if they make it there, yeah, look out. You can't, you just can't count them out yet. Um, the last one I'm going to say is, and this one, I don't know, <laughs> McDavid was going to lead the league in goals. 
it ties into what we were talking about before with Ovi and, and Matthews and everything. Like we didn't even talk about McDavid as being an option as being up there. So I find that to be a little bit funny, but because at the end of the day, when you're looking at this, he's actually only 10 goals behind the leader who is Leon Dreisaitl. That's not much. McDavid could get 10 goals in four games, five games. He's got that kind of skill. That's a, I know that's a huge, no, that's a huge stretch. I, agree I know with that. You. I agree with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I do still think it's a big stretch because of the way thing, the way he's been playing lately. But there's going to be a break. Things are going to change. And I do think that, I mean, Mike, we're going to save this for the, maybe we'll go, maybe we'll use this to transition to the Oily Habs too, because um, the Oils needed a, something to change. And maybe that happened against the game uh, when they were playing against Calgary, where they, all of a sudden, that's a big game, right? That's a big boost. Um, and they haven't lost since. So maybe that's where things change. And McDavid, you saw the the shootout goal with the 2.7 million deeks oh right before God. he got to the net, right? And then just completely... <laughs> that was filthy. I mean, that that kind of stuff borders on insulting to the goalie. <laughs> there's, there's so much puck control that, like, when you're that close to the goalie, you shouldn't be able to have 17 puck movements before the goalie decides to make a move himself, and then you go the exact opposite direction. And like, he scored that against, was it Huso? Sorry, uh, well, uh, Saros? It was, Saros. It was one of my own. Yeah. Yeah. And he made him look foolish. He's a Vesner-caliber uh, wow. goalie this year, and he made him look completely, I mean, I know, it's a shootout, like, and it's McDavid, like, what are you supposed to do? But he, he's I, like, still, he just posterizes everybody. Like, that's, that's that is, his thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, it's just like uh, every, it's like every game. He's like, all right, these four people are now posterized. Welcome. Well, yeah. Welcome. You're like, if you play a guy, if you're a defense that plays against them, you're yeah. on, you're getting on sports center, yeah. but not for the good. Yeah, reason. exactly. <laughs> just get ready. Get ready. Just, yeah. I think here's the one thing. He's only played 39 games. Kreider's played 46. Um, Ovechkin's played 45, Dabrinka's played 44. So he had like what in in five, uh, let's go seven games. Could he make that 10 goals up on Kreider? 100%. 100%. So, like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's out of it at all no and between now and when he does make up those games there are other games we played as well so he's just going to continue to hopefully trend in the right direction so yeah he's not out of it i'm not holding this prediction too tightly at the moment just because it's i i think there are so many great goal scorers that are gonna that are doing so many great things this year leon being another one uh they really any of these guys can go off for a little while and just blow up the lead and there's just something about this this year I feel like Kreider is just going to go nuts for some reason. I just feel like he ends up leading it and it just lands with him. I don't know why. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, the guy who shall not be named from Toronto, he's only got, he's only got 37 games. Like this yeah. is the thing about all the Canadian teams. They're so far behind in terms of games yep. played. Like I, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past, like, I don't think Kreider's going to be there. Personally, I think you're, he's, here's my bold prediction coming off your prediction. I think Go ahead. Kreider dropped below five. I don't think he makes top five goals. I just oh, don't. Oh, wow. Oh. I, what do you, th what do you I assume the number would be for tops, just out of curiosity? Ballpark, obviously. For, for yeah, top? 
whoever gets it, what is what is the goal scorers total this year? Are we seeing I, an over fifty season from somebody? I'm gonna, somebody will be over fifty. You do? Yeah, somebody One will be over fifty. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. With somebody's over sixty. Oh, someone's just, over sixty. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go the other way. I think. So two things are going to happen, especially in this month. This will be the thing that determines it. All of those games that are being played that are makeup games over where the Olympics were supposed to be, so yeah. many of them are Canadian teams, and they're going to happen like every other night. Sure. Like bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. Yeah. And so, like, barring any barring any um, injuries, obviously, um, I think you're going to see like Austin Matthews is going to go on fire. I think Leon and Connor McDavid are going to go crazy. Um, and so I think, and I just think Kreider, you know, what's interesting about the Rangers is I think they've got such a balanced team that Kreider falls down a bit because of that. Yeah. Where the other two, he doesn't need to, right? So he's not going to get necessarily the same. If the Oilers want to win, Drysidle and Connor have to be on fire. If and that's an interesting oh. take, Scott. And I think you've got a lot of um, promise with that because I think what's happened with Edmonton, I think they do they did, and I mentioned earlier against Calgary, kind of turned a, 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 the page a little bit, and they do look more like now than they. Um, sorry, they do now look more like they did at the beginning of the season where they were firing on all cylinders. And I was around the time towards made that comment that you can't just score your way through the playoffs. Um, and, but really McDavid was scoring like eight goals in three games. Like he was just scoring at that kind of pace. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something as a result of, uh, the schedule and what's happened that, uh, your players like, well, right now dry is even leading the league. He's got 31. So to hit 60, he needs to just do what he's already done in the same amount of games. That's not absurd for Leon Dreisaitl. He There's an argument that he's the best in the world. And right now, that would the argument would be for a lot of different categories, one of them being goals, because he's leading the yeah. league. So you, you, he's not not part of the conversation. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, he, he's got, what, 30 and how 31. many games left? I think he's 42. got 31 and how many? Yeah, so, like, that's, a, that's doable. That's, it's very doable to get 30 goals in 42 games for him because he's just I'm, he's got 31 and 40. He just did it. <laughs> so there's there's no argument against it. There's only proof that he can. So yeah, good call, Scott. You might be onto something there. And actually, how about we let that sort of flow into the Oilies? So although this segment's a little bit different because we got Scott here, so we got we had the senseless Oily Habs segment. And so we can uh, actually. <laughs> Do you, which team do we start with? Let's go with Scotty. Oh, so oh, <laughs> uh, so your sense. Oh, this yeah. this is all positive. This is positive. The sense are all positive right now. Uh, Even yes, though Melnick except is still there. for <laughs> except for my uh, except for the injury that I'm still angry about. The, uh, the, the Arendelle move. I'm still, and, and you should be. I'm, yeah, I'm still. You should be angry. I'm still in a heater over here, but yeah, no, everything is great in, in Sense Land. I think they've got a team that's really coming together. I uh, and I, I, I think I sent you guys this text, but here's my hot take. I think the Sens in like two years are what the as long as they get the, the goaltending figured out. I think the Sens 
become the hurricanes of, you know, two years from now. I think they've got a young team. I think they've got a good defense. I think they're like, I'm going to call it. This is, this is going to be the, uh, the controversial call here, but I think Josh Norris is a Sebastian Aho type player. Go, oh. go. Okay. Oh. Okay. Already? Nice. nice. Sorry, not already. Not yet. Obviously. Not yet. Yeah. 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 Um, in like in like two years. Yeah. In like two years. Yeah. Oh, I need. I to think see he's. I think. <laughs> I wanted to stoke a little fire here. Stoke a little fire, but you oh, know, obviously, he's he's a fantastic player. I think he's come around really nice. I am a massive Sebastian Ajo fan, as I've tried to trade for him several times in this league, and it's just not happening. <clears throat> <laughs> um, yeah 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 i see you, i'm Scott. looking i'm looking your you, way buddy. um but okay. but uh, that's <laughs> this is i don't know i'm uh i i think you're looking at you know i i heard you guys talking about the canes last week i love the canes i think they're a fun team to watch i think they've yeah. got a little bit of yeah. you know and then you know so ottawa i think has that kind of makeup and then you add a little bit of you know grit and sandpaper that you know Kachuk brings to the table and you know some of the other guys I think I think you're looking at a, a really fun team to watch and you know I wish I could fast forward a little bit although I kind of enjoy watching them put this thing together so you know hopefully hopefully it pays off true um but uh no I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty happy with the way things go going we just got to shore up this goaltending which is going to be a big problem but I don't th- I I don't think you're that far off with the comparison. Um, I love that he's scoring goals um, left, right, not left, right, and center necessarily, but he's no slouch. Like he's he's got 17 in his first full season and now 18 already. He's already passed it in 20 less games. That's a huge jump, a huge jump. So you like I, I hadn't thought about it. Like he was. I was aware of him. I liked him, and that was about as far as I went with him. To say that I would compare him, that's that was that's that's yeah, that's quite the that's gasoline on the fire. But I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think it's warm and toasty. So good for you. I, I will definitely say about your sense. I totally agree with you, Scott. I think you guys are in a really really good spot. I mean, for me this year, between COVID, between the games being rescheduled for Ottawa. And Marty and I have talked this uh, talked about this on more than one occasion. The slip up that Dorio made in regards yeah. to saying that the rebuild is over. Okay, those three things, those three things combined, I think really set things back. Now here's the here's the best thing about it. I think the three of us can agree that if if things had gone uh, much, uh, the injuries as well, guys, uh, the injuries yeah. that they've been dealing with all year are just all crazy. That COVID so too. if everything. Yeah, if everything kind of sets or settles for them kind of from the start of the year, and I'm not saying not having an injury here or there, I can't sit there and say that they're going to be in a playoff spot, but I can certainly say that the Senators have a better record than what they do now. I don't think the record is reflective of that team in any way, shape, or form this year whatsoever. Having said all of that, now to focus on the players, that top six is really, really forming itself nicely. Yeah. Okay. Every everybody from Norris's, Pintos, Drake Bathersons, yep. Kachucks. Um, I mean, name them all. And m- myself personally, uh, I, I believe 
I think is it Jason that has Batherson? No, I don't. Scott, I, you have him. Jason. It's not me. I can't remember who. Yeah, I think it's Jason. I think it might be Jay. I I've been keeping an eye on this guy, and of course, obviously, I didn't get my hands on him. But this guy, Batherson, is going to be something special for that hockey club. Uh, Marty's heard me say it at length and at nauseum. When you are training in the off season with Brad Marchand. Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby out east. I am so sorry. Sooner or later, you are going to you are going to pick something I'd be up good. from that. And this guy, and the, and hey, listen, and any one of the three of us, they could turn us into a serviceable hockey player. Seriously, and I can't even skate for God's sakes. But but I mean, to finish the thought, uh, this team is. If I'm if I'm you, Scott, I'm loving where we are right now. You're going to get another decent pick coming up here in the draft. You got Sanderson coming up from the, like, I'm sorry, but like you said at the top, as long as the Golden can kind of figure itself out, you guys are golden. That to, so Scott, you yeah, had mentioned that yeah, there were three things holding this team back. Mike just said it. it yeah, Mike? Yeah. Mike just said it. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I was listening and paying attention. <laughs> 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 good one there are four things holding this team back and matt murray's contract is one of them oh, God. thankfully there's only two years left listen this isn't i know uh, and i know people will probably want to harp on me on this just because murray's had a rough go of it lately uh personally like he's a great person i know that i know he, like he got the huge um uh the, the ceremony in pittsburgh when he came back like people love him and that's great I, i'm completely fine with that that's not what i'm addressing um, we all knew before him going into Pit, uh, Ottawa from Pittsburgh that this was a bad contract See, this for is... a guy who was just hindered all the time. I... And, and that's yeah. – you called it, Scott. I remember when he signed in Ottawa, you were not happy, and you said the guy's made of glass, something along those lines anyways. And that's exactly what has happened. And, like, it's not – I'm fine with him being a backup, but that's as best as he ever should have been. Good for him for getting the money. Uh, he's been overpaid for far too many years. But this is another thing holding this team back. Well, that's where I think, like, to be honest, I think what happened with Ottawa, if I'm if I'm like fully being honest, they had way too much cap space, right? So signing him to a really big yeah. contract doesn't hurt you, and <laughs> in a lot of ways, you had to get to the floor. <laughs> um, so you know, yeah. in some ways, it's actually helping them a little bit. I'm 100% with you, though. I, I, but here's the problem. I don't know how they get better. I just, I can't figure it out. Who, like, yeah, we, have, we have assets uh, all over the place. We're really deep in terms of prospects. The question is, <laughs> who, which one of those guys do you want to get rid of? And who the heck's the goalie going to be? Because, you know, we've, yeah. we've been burnt already. So, you know what? Um, that's, could, and that's where Carolina, your Carolina prediction, that's the only thing that's missing is that Frederick Anderson that steps yeah. in and gives you the guaranteed wins on the back of a goalie for at least like three out of the five games you're playing. Yeah, kind they've of got a couple so. games, but that's like, a, it's a three, four year horizon so i think yeah they're gonna have to make a move here as long as they don't do something stupid and get rid of you know any of that top six or or d um but we'll see yeah 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 i really hope they don't do anything with that top six and i I believe at one point i even said it batherson's going to go down as a much more valuable player to this hockey team than brady kachuk i don't want to harp on it again but honestly the I said at the beginning of the year I didn't like I didn't like Kachuk's 
contract at all. I felt it was overvalued. I love by it by him, but he he but had them in the corner, right? Like he 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 did what he had to do. So there's no issue with the contract. He should be there, but there's an issue yeah, in the money. Well, well, okay, and I know you've always had an issue with the money in regards to Kachuk, but I but I know that when you when you're saying a much more valuable player, I do believe. And correct me if I'm wrong, Marty. Brady Kachuk is definitely going to be the heartbeat of the team. Like he's going to be your heart and soul in yeah. regards to production, in regards to actual production. I believe that's where you're kind of saying that Batherson is going to be more valuable. He's just going to yep. get you more points. So value, value, but just in different ways. Like, I mean, and we talked about it, Marty, and we won't, I mean, we won't go into great detail of it, but they were almost not forced, but they, they almost had to, you know, sign that contract. I mean, they had to. Yeah. You know, your your owner's coming out saying that they're going to spend money. So, yeah. can you imagine if this guy goes to another team? Like, it's just they they were kind of backed into a corner a little bit. But yep. I do know what you're saying, though. That Batherson is definitely going to be the guy who's going to drive your actual offense, your actual production. But I do think that Brady Kachuk. He, he, you needed to sign him because he's got that, he's that heartbeat sandpaper kind of guy. And you just can't I, do it without someone like that. He is the prototypical playoff guy. And so this team plans on getting to the playoffs. Yeah. He is going to shine in the playoffs. He is going to yeah. piss people off. He's going to bump goalies. He's going to like, he's going to do all yeah. those things. And I think, I think the two things that cloud his his contract um i think a again the playoff thing when he when you know let's knock some wood here when they finally do get to the playoffs you're gonna really see him shine um yeah and and i think he's just that he's again we have tons of cap space like it's not hurting us right now now does it hurt us no exactly maybe but i think like i think I think eh. at the very least, this is his base level, and he only goes like I think he has a high ceiling. So, you know, true. Yeah. Should we uh, again? I, I can. Yeah, go ahead. go, Mike. Well, I, I, I would I was just going to say one more thing about Kachuk. If you're a Sens fan, you have to love what happened in that game where Dell took out um, Batherson into the boards, and and and, yeah. I, and this is where I say that, and this is where I say that. You know what? You almost have to pay the guy the money that you have to pay him because here's Brady Kachuk. I believe on the next play, the whistle blows. He makes an absolute beeline towards Dell and basically gives him the business and says, "Look, we're coming for you, bud. Like we're coming for you now." He, and 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 you saw it with I believe the game last night with Montreal. You saw it too. I, I can't remember who it was. I think maybe Cassian ran over Montalbo or something, and nothing, yeah. nothing from no Habs, nobody walking up to Cassian or anything. So I mean, again, I don't want to you know uh, beat a dead horse here with Kachuk, but he's definitely that type of guy. And like you're saying, Scott, in regards to playoff hockey, you need it. Yeah, you need it. This is you know. This is what Toronto has missed so many times is they just miss that. They don't have the sandpaper for a playoff. But uh, Yeah, you guys haven't had Wendell Clark in a couple of years. Or sorry, not you guys. <laughs> oh Toronto God. Maple Leafs haven't well, had Wendell Clark in a while. Well, Toronto did have the sandpaper, but they traded him to Colorado. This is true. This yeah. is true. So, so on that note, should we drive up the 401 to the 20 and visit the uh, Les Habitants? Les Habitants. Sure, buddy. Maximum so, sum, minimum <laughs> sound. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge inside joke. Sorry, Mike.
Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at twoguysaleague and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash Or you can follow us on Twitter where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.